welcome to Zentrify. Our very first podcast episode uh, is with a special guest from Belgium. Guy Vangenechten is the um, the head of a, a company called Accounting Contour Conto in Belgium. Um, I will attach the website in the uh, description of this uh, podcast so you can get hold of him if you need to. Guy was a, f- a fantastic guest. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of time because our goal is to be a 15 to 20 minute session uh, to give you a bit of an insight into one accounting subject. Uh, today we were discussing starting up uh, from a Belgian perspective, I suppose, as well as the EU, um, and just discussing some things about starting up as well as uh, the overall sort of uh, holistic view of that. Uh, We don't go into too much detail, but Guy offers a great service if one should need uh, to pick up from there. Um, So without further ado, let's, let's get into the podcast and thank you for joining us here on Zentrify. This podcast is sponsored by Uko. That's getuko.com, G-E-T-U-K-U dot com. Your accounting practice management solution. Get Uko. Okay, welcome everybody. It's our very, very first podcast here. Um, I've done a few podcasts in my past um, in different fields and different uh, subject matters. Um, and this one is quite an interesting one. Um, everybody has always thought that accounting is like this boring profession because they deal with black and white digits, numbers, etc., cetera. Um, and sort of they're the reality forecasters of our business world. So they're always the ones that bring up the good and bad news that you can afford to do this and no, you can't afford to do this. <laughs> so accounting is not boring at all. It's actually a very, very much needed tool keeping dreamers and visionaries uh, with their feet in on, on the ground. Um, and that goes across all trades and industries. Um, but the accounting field suffers from various pressures. Uh, of course, on a daily basis, um, people get questioned or accounting people are under pressure from their clients. So why do I have to pay so much tax? Why do I have to pay that? Make me pay less, get me less, get me more. So there's general normal pressures that accountants are always under, not to mention now there's a pandemic and they have to deal with the survival of those very same clients as well as those normal stresses. So uh, our hats go off to them in this podcast. Um, and um, as, you, as you will have heard in our introduction, uh, I've got Guy here from an accounting company in Belgium. And Guy is a, well, is an accountant, of course, um, and uh, a specialist in starting up businesses in Belgium and the EU, I would, I would presume. And, uh, and he's our first guest. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Guy. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Guy. Um, your, your, uh, how did you get into the accounting field? I mean, was it a, a family thing or was it just something that came to you while you were sort of in high school or how did you get into it well it wasn't in the family at all we're not really an independent family let's say uh but it came to me like you say in high school uh i sort of rolled into it uh i liked working with numbers i liked um yeah working with the business owners 
they're all interesting people, each and one, each and every one of them. Um, so that's what attracted uh, me to it. Um, we also had an internship in high school. I uh, got to know an accountant during the internship, and uh, well, I was was surprised how how broad of of a field accounting is. Uh, not just the boring part that everyone knows, uh, numbers, numbers. Yeah. No, it's it's a lot more and you do get a lot of appreciation from people aside from the, the complaints you say there's a lot of tension yeah. for for entrepreneurs uh sure. so you're right but uh it's it's also a uh, very good job for working yes. with a lot of appreciation so that's why we do it yeah, at the end of the day, you're people working with people to help them with their businesses. I mean, exactly. that is quite an admirable thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be more I mean, of I've that. been, yes. It's going to be more of that for the years to come. So uh, automation and digitalization, it's going to be yeah. a big part of our uh, profession. So it's going to be less numbers and more working with people. So I agree. I agree. You're still going to deal with your clients it's just you, you're going to be able to offer them a channel digitally to to be part of the process whereas before they were quite removed they just collected receipts and gave you a shoebox at the end of the month exactly <laughs> and, in the and, the, and in the future they're going to have to be much more involved and I think a lot of entrepreneurs pretty much realize that um, and um, when I spoke to you before you mentioned that you're you're specialized in startups how does that work um, is it because it's Belgium as in the center of Europe or is it just a, a local, uh, your business is local in, in your area? No, not exactly. Uh, I wouldn't exactly say I, I specialize in startups, but it's just a big part okay. of the business. We do have a lot of startups uh, within the company. I'm the, let's say, specialist for uh, the startups. So it's not like our company uh, only specializes in startups. It's, it's, it's just the beginning of the relationship, so. Right, and what are the, uh, when, when some guy, girl, uh, he, she, whatever the, the, the pronoun would be, decides that they wanna start up a business in, in, in Belgium, uh, what, what are the, how easy is it to start up, just in, in rough terms? Well, the, the easiest form is a sole proprietorship, so uh, just one person, not a corporation. Right. That's quite easy. We can do that in a couple of days, sometimes even quicker. Uh, the same day is possible technically, and it costs around 90 euros to start up. So wow, okay. Number you can start up with a little bit of explanation from us. Uh, you're part it. So um, it's it's real easy to start a company. Uh, a corporation that's a little bit more complicated. Uh, right. Be registered. Uh, you need to visit the notary. There's a starting capital, so a lot of lot of preparations, and that's a little bit more expensive. Let's say starting from fifteen hundred euros. Um, right. There is a limited. But, the, but there's a reason for that, right? Yeah, the limited liabilities are yeah. the reason why it's a little more cumbersome. A bit more complicated. Yeah. yeah exactly. So if you want to be. Um, um, limits limited uh, liability so if you don't want to be uh, liable yourself yeah, there's some work to be done of course yes yeah and i mean most limited uh, liability companies are 
more than one person, right? I mean, generally, I generally, suppose they can be one person, but generally there's more than one, which means that there's partnerships and that makes it complicated with terms of shares and shareholding and articles of association and fiduciary duties of each individual, what they need to, what they're required to be responsible for. And because, you know, partnerships can go sour very quickly. So those things need to be laid out up front so that everybody knows where they stand. And um, so that's also probably why it's complicated. And, and uh, in terms of business in, in Belgium, is it uh, easy to trade across borders in, in the EU as an entrepreneur or well, the luck we have, because Belgium itself, it's a small company, but it's a complicated company. We have a lot of parts, three languages, and just a population right. of 10 million. But the luck we have is that the VAT rules are practically uh, European. So okay. the rules are for 99% the same for us as in France, as in uh, Estonia, as in uh, Germany. So that makes it a lot, lot easier. Um, right that already started before my time and it's it's probably not going to end the integration uh, for the european market so that's a good thing for us makes it makes it a lot easier um all the rules are quite general so uh, interesting yes of course it is i didn't of course i wouldn't even think of that and what are the problems when someone starts up what are the things that uh, like in your past what is the main problem that entrepreneurs have made a mess of when they start up mm -hmm um the business plan that's a quite important one knowing what you yeah. want so what kind of a company what do you want to achieve uh what are your numbers are they feasible aren't they uh that's the most difficult part uh, yeah people go over it quite lightly and that's that's a mistake i think uh even the simplest of companies so one person who starts a corporation um needs to do his own homework, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's about the biggest mistake they can make, not be prepared. Um, yeah. All of the, the other preparations, like uh, documents for the notary, that's our business, but uh, knowing what you want, uh, having a good look into the future, that's, that's uh, for the entrepreneur. Very good, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. I've, I've put together some budgets and forecasting models in my, in my past, and I've always decided to be more pessimistic than optimistic exactly. because I'd rather, I'd rather perform better than underperform and have to start looking at overdrafts. And yeah. if, you, if you're thinking like that already, you've sort of lost. <laughs> you can't lose. <laughs> no, you can't lose. You, know, you can't, you have to, you'd rather, rather budget properly. So you've got, the, the, I think the startup months must be the hardest to get your feet off the ground. And, and so, so yeah, get your costs right is what I would think, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and, and um, it, yeah, sorry. It's always a step into the unknown. That's true. You don't, can't exactly say how much revenue you're going to have, how much everything is no. going to cost, but exactly yeah. like you can be uh, pessimistic and let's see if it works, it works. Uh, if not, yeah do your homework a little bit better um or just just take a look with a professional how you can tweak a little bit more um right that's the best uh way to start well prepared and are you when you when you help a company start up are, are you there just um is it like a package that you give them sort of the first three months to start up that you're sort of hold their hand or are you 
are you with them throughout the process and and that you do the accounting for them sort of going forward or is it do you just hold hands for a short period how does it work from your business well in almost all cases we hold their hands uh, most people if they start a new company they don't really know a lot of uh, the taxes of the way of working even the the way right. of invoicing most people who start from zero don't don't really have a clue uh, about everything so that's what we do take their hand and accompany them for the, the start of the journey and then you kind of let go um, step by step so once they're they're departed uh, we, we we do keep them a little bit short for about the first year maybe two or three years but after that everything is on autopilot uh, but it depends on the client um, right client of a course. Might need a lot of uh, a lot of companyship, uh, another client knows everything uh, from advance, maybe already has been uh, an independent or has another company. So really depends on the client. Right. And do you have lots of uh, companies that have started up that trade outside of Belgium? So you need to claim VAT from other countries and things like that or? Yeah, of course. It's, it's almost impossible to only think uh, one country. Yeah especially with with uh, companies with web shops and uh, things like that all oh, right yeah of course it's more more common yeah, yeah. it's almost impossible uh, right here we're about 10 kilometers from the Dutch border and probably about 50 from the German border so Belgium is a small country we can't think Belgium only or we'll, uh, we'll yeah. oh yeah very interesting yes of course uh, so you out of your clients I mean you've got over a hundred clients are, are, are many of them trading into Europe or like as a percentage, what percentage would you? I would say about 30 to 40%. Wow. Okay. We a lot of local businesses, like let's say a restaurant or things like that. Yes, of course. You don't need yeah. to cross the border. So uh, the rest of them, even building companies, yeah, it's, it's uh not too difficult to, to cross the border and do some work over there. Uh, even the yeah. preparations aren't too hard. Invoicing isn't too hard. So uh, it's all been, been taken care of quite well by Europe. Right. And of course, even those restaurants, they might still be buying stuff across the border. Oh, yeah. And yeah, importing yeah. it. So they, yeah, they, I mean, yeah. there's still, there's still VAT and things that go on, even if they're local. Yeah. 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 yeah of course. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, and do you guys, uh, I mean, I don't want you to go into so much detail, but do you have like a pricing structure to help with the startup, like a package? Is it dependent on the size of the company or or their ambition or what is it dependent on? It solely depends on the amount of work and what that we think needs to be put in, uh, let's say the business plan, you do some, uh, uh, work for that uh, to make sure it, it meets all reg reg regulations. Sorry. Right. Uh, so, how much work it is? Uh, by law, we need to documents uh, saying how much time it's going to take, how much budget we are foreseeing in advance, uh, obliged to say how much we're probably going to cost. So, but it really right. depends on uh, on, uh, on 
the amount of work, how much a company's work it needs to be. Estimate uh, yeah, yeah. advanced. But mostly we work on an hourly rate. So all of, all of our new clients, we try to put on an hourly rate uh, because yeah, everything changed during the year. So we can't say to a client how much uh, work we need to have on their dossier in about five years. Yeah. Yeah, I think hourly is, the, is also the most the Fair. fairest, <clears throat> excuse me, the fairest uh, way of doing it that uh, you're spending your time away from other clients on this specific client and and in a way should be rewarded for that but also that your client sees that you're spending so much time on helping them because literally yeah. you're a team member of their business as well if you're doing exactly. all of the business yeah. plan and building it's not you're not you might be seen as subcontracting or whatever it may be but that you're definitely a team member without an accountant they they're just uh, they're just dreamers like the rest of us so <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um, and, um, and the, one of my last questions, um, would be, what are the, once, once a company is started, what are the pitfalls? What, what do, what do, uh, entrepreneurs sort of tend to forget once they've gotten going? Um, is it, is forecasting important? Um, what are they, where do they drop the ball where it comes to, I mean, I started off my little business many, many years ago. I got off the ground. I forecasted properly. It all worked fine. And sort of six, seven years in, you know, you get ups and downs. Um, I started to struggle and think, why did my business change? And of course, I realized that my pricing had stayed the same, but if inflation had changed. And uh, so I had to put up my pricing, but I didn't even think of doing that before. I thought I would just keep my pricing the same. So there would be a constant... Uh, a relationship and I wouldn't be letting down my clients, but I didn't even think about it. I, I, it wasn't a conscious decision. So what sort of uh, problems do entrepreneurs sort of have once they've gotten going and they sort of let go of the wheel, if I could say? Yeah, uh, I would say the first thing are taxes uh, yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it takes about two or three years until the first real big tax returns uh, come. So if you have a bad, a bad accountant, let's say, who doesn't inform yeah. you about, uh, okay, you have a nice profit, but what about the taxes? If he doesn't inform you, uh, things can go bad real, real, real quickly. So uh, yeah. you, not everyone has a good idea of what is to come. If I have X amount of profit, profit how much taxes uh, are there to be foreseen? Uh, so that's one pitfall I would, I would say. Yeah. Uh, another one is just keeping up. Uh, the world changes very, very fast. Let's say now oh, with yeah. Corona, uh, and if you're a restaurant owner and you're not online, you're going to have a difficult time. If you don't do yeah. takeaway, you're going to have a difficult time. So just keeping yeah. up, not letting go, try to stay competitive. Um, do your market research. Uh, are my rates still fine? Uh, it goes for all companies. Yep. It goes for us. Goes for a building company. Um, goes for a trading company. Um, just keeping up, never letting go. No, I agree, hundred percent. It's a constant. It's it's constant. You can't be take your eye off the wheel. I mean, this year specifically highlighted that a great deal. That you have to be flexible and you have to make fast decisions to. Uh, for restaurants to move from uh, serving food to takeaways 
was a very good example that um, yeah. many businesses didn't make it because they didn't even think of that or didn't try. And the others that tried, I mean, I know a few that that weren't doing very well before the, <laughs> because the, the, there was a lot of competition, but during Corona, yeah. the others, some of them closed off and these guys are now doing really well because they yeah. adapted and were serving meals to people's homes quickly. So exactly like uh, social, social media, not a game changer. Uh, you yeah. can make a very big difference uh, to your competitors just using social media. Um, right. So that's another game changer. You, you need to follow up. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much. That's been awesome. Is there any, is there any way uh, people can get hold of you or your company um, if they want to, if, if they're in Europe and they want to start up something um, sure. and especially if they want to use Belgium as their hub? Mm -hmm. um, the easiest way is our website. So uh, yeah. that's ACC. Uh, yeah. Stripe. I don't know how it's. How it's hyphen. Called. Yep. C O N T O Conto dot B E. C O N T O. Of course, I've got that already. And I will actually put that in the the notes of the the podcast when I put it out. So people will be able to see it. Thank you. <laughs> Super. Thank you, guy. Thanks very much for the chat. Um, uh, I, I would actually have a lot more to talk, but I think um, the idea was to try and keep it so it was a, a 15 or 20 minute session that people could get a bit of an update. And mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that we'll be in touch again in the future and we can discuss maybe other things with regards to either starting up or other aspects within the field of business where uh, people need sort of accounting advice, etc. cetera. Um, and, uh, and your English is superb. So I'm, I would appreciate that. So thanks very much, Guy. Thanks for joining us here on Zentrify, which is uh, a play on words of Zen and Artify, which is the studio that builds the software where I, where I work. So this is Zentrify and thanks to Guy for joining us on our very first podcast, looking at starting up a business in Belgium and the EU, but also just a bit of an overall look at sort of um, uh, how accountants are real people uh, who are out there ready to help real people with their businesses. And I think that's uh, a nice fundamental point to add to finish the small podcast on today. Thanks, Guy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the invite and happy new year. Yes, yeah, same to you. This podcast is sponsored by Uko. That's getuko.com. G-E-T-U-K-U.com. Your accounting practice management solution. Get Uko.